0: Talking Dogs on Thursday with Barry Drake For all the latest greyhound racing news check out grisland.ie forward
1: Dogs Hello and welcome along to episode 51 of Talking Dogs on Thursday with myself, Barry Drake This week we're going to Gorey in County Wexford and we're going to say hello to Paul Ryan who kindly joins us on the podcast So it's hello to you Paul and uh, welcome to the podcast
0: Hello Barry, thanks very much for having us on
1: yeah, great to have you on, Paul. Um, obviously, we've been um, friends on Facebook uh, for for quite a while, so I've been uh, following your progress. But just give our listeners to the podcast um, a bit of background on yourself and uh, maybe how you got involved with our great sport.
0: Yeah, Barry, um, I'm actually not in the game as long as um, a lot a lot of your uh, other listeners um, and um, people you've had on. Um, I married into this game um, back in 2013 or 2000. Sorry, 2004. Um, from uh, I married a girl called Kier Finn, who's uh, one of the Finn family from from Bally Canoe and um, her father Jack, and her, her mother Carmel would be big dog people down down this area, you know. So um, I, I married into the game rather than rather than uh, came through myself, you know.
1: Very good. So we'll say when when you you know kind of got familiar, maybe uh, an introduction to greyhound racing. What was your, what was your early thoughts or your first thoughts?
0: Well, look, I I um I used to go along to the races with Jack uh, Jack Finn and uh, we'll see his dogs running and uh, you know after I suppose a year or a year and a half of that he started to get the bug for it and um, I I bought a little bitch off him and uh, we 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 raced her and that was my introduction into the game and sure once you, you buy one that's that's that you you hooked for the for the rest of your life I think you know
1: yeah it sure is and and tell us maybe about your earliest memories um the the tracks you were heading along to. Uh, we used to go up
0: to um to Harles Cross and um, was always a great track to to start a dog off in and and a good gambling track um, you know you could you could get a few pound on at Harles Cross cross and um that was back then that was the game you know you you'd 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 buy a greyhound and you try and get get your money back in your first race your second race and that was the the way it worked you know and um with my first greyhound that's the way it worked we I bought a little bitch called Tip Top Honcho Sorry, top out of a, out of a, I called her tip-top honcho. She was a top honcho bitch. And um, that's where the tip-top came from. And uh, we, we uh, made a few pounds on her in our third race, I think it was, and we got, got a nice few pounds back over. So, like, yeah, we were really, really hooked after that, you know.
1: Very good, and um you know at, at the moment obviously we're we're moving on we'll talk maybe about some of the 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 um you know stare greyhounds you've had over a couple of years uh, that you've been involved because you've had some really nice greyhounds, but in terms of at the moment uh, tell us a bit about your kennel and how many greyhounds would you have at home
0: so in total, we would have about fourteen or fifteen dogs, and that that includes Pups and brew bitches and also retired brew bitches, and um, we keep all the retired brew bitches here and um, so we Three at the moment here who are retired, and um, so it's a very small setup. Very, um, it's we have we have one racing at the moment, and that's Tip Top Taylor. Um, I have a couple of um, pups being schooled at the moment. I have a bitch called Tip Top Rachel, which I think is going to be very decent. And um, she's uh, she's another droopy Sydney uh, out of uh, droopy's Missy. Um, uh, she's about, she's a she's a May or an April twenty. So she looks she looks looks like she might be okay. Uh, and I have another droopy Sydney dog who's out of our own bitch i tip top uh, he's a May 20 and um, again he's starting to show all the right signs to be you know to be a decent enough dog um, and other than that we have two litters of pups on the ground in two different pens so yeah in total about 14 or 15 you know that that can fluctuate up to 20 but never really any more than that I it, it, well, find I find there's a balance that if you go over that that uh, that number. Especially with you know when you're when you're walking as well, they can't be done properly. They can't be done right, and you have to keep that numbers to a certain amount to make that work.
1: Without a doubt. And you had great success with, um, Dial Flush as well, who was a, a very talented lady for you. She posted some marvellous performances. And, you know, like so many around the, um, country, so many ground owners, you know, they, they get a win at their local track and they're absolutely over the moon with them. But, you know, there, there's only, only a certain amount of people, I suppose, that are, are lucky enough to be competing at the, at the very high standard in Shelburne Park on a Saturday night. And, and that's something you've been doing. And, you know, like I remember the, I think one night, uh, Dial Flush. She posted twenty eight, twenty four um around Shelburne Park. That must be quite a feeling. Well she did,
0: but she, she it wasn't for me now, Barry. That was that was Martin Lanny's um doing um, Martin trained that bitch um and I just bought her for Breeding after she'd finished her racing. Um so that's all down to Martin and nothing Well,
1: I su- well I suppose we we can take the um, tip top Taylor performances away from yeah. We we might move on to that. She has been you know an unbelievable bitch for you. Um, competing against the very very best in Shelburne Park and putting on some you know top class performances in in, in huge um, you know nights there and, and big competitions as well.
0: Absolutely, yeah. She she's like from the moment I bought her. Um, I bought her from Richie Brannigan and and Paddy down there in Clonmel Paddy Brady. And um, I, I reared her in with, with a, a litter of my own, a litter of Rupie's Rodox uh, Sorry, the Groupies Sydney's as well. And, and she like from the moment I got her, she just showed all the right signs, and she's done everything right. And um, she's a progressive type of, of greyhound. Like she, every every night she races, she doesn't run a bad race, and she's, she's progressing through. And I think Saturday night was the first time now she posted an AA zero time. So she's 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 improving all the time. For us, and we're so
1: happy with her, yeah, yeah. And just bring us back to um, Saturday night, because obviously we we see her in the recent sport impress Irish Oaks, where she put on some some great performances. But just tell us, I suppose, to the the build up to to uh, to a Saturday night at Shelburne Park. Obviously, you were heading along there Saturday night. You know, uh, quietly fancied, no doubt strong claims. Um, is there is there you know all the family at home, are they all looking forward to it and stuff like that?
0: Absolutely, yeah. Like, it's great to have, um, like, be married into greyhounds because my wife is so support supportive, and you know she 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 does as much with the dogs as what I do, and you know she's great to have, you know, to let the dogs out when I'm not around, or even feed the dogs when I'm not around, and you know she knows she knows what they need and so on. But from Saturday. I think we normally leave for Shelburne Park at about half past four, quarter to five. It's only an hour up the road for us. But um, we had the van going from three o'clock with the air conditioning on full blast because it was a warm day. And uh, just to make sure that, you know, she was, she was, she was comfortable in the back. And it was, it was like a, it was like like a fridge in the back of my van all the way to, to, uh, to Shelburne. And so, yeah, the excitement is unbelievable going up to Shelburne on Saturday night and, you know anybody who races in Shelburne Park on a Saturday night will know that it's the place to be, Um it's the place you want to be, and it's just a superb setup. And he, and again, I just wanted to commend Shelburne on Saturday night. The uh, the air conditioning in the in the kennels were it was just beautiful to walk into there and know that your dog was safe and that your dog was um, was wasn't under any any stress at all, you know
1: very good uh, great work being done there for sure and i'm sure it was all that more special on, on saturday night when all the action was covered live in racing post greyhound tv because it's always great maybe to tell you know you're not great not will say they might be big greyhound followers but you can tell them that you can watch it on you know sky channel three three four three seven 437 for free so it just goes to that um big big bigger, bigger audience and when it's on racing post greyhound tv
0: it is, and it's so so good for the sport and for everybody to be able to watch it. And like I was able to tell three or four people that that you know that would never be able to, to watch racing that you know it's going to be on this station, and you want to have a look at her. And my own parents and so on they they were they you know they have a little interest in in the dog running and so on. So they were able to watch it and and see the dog running and the, the little interview that that Rob done with me, which was great. And um, yeah, it, it's all it's all it's all good for the sport, and it's it, it's it can only be it can only be good going forward that, that way you know
1: yeah as you said you know Rob Catterson them interviews on tracks as well are great and it's great that Racing Post Greyhound TV actually have you know uh, people on the track to do that work that's always you know a great watch
0: it is and it's very seamless you know with the, with the, the British racing and the Irish racing together and um, going back and forward it's so professionally done it's done very very well and uh, yeah fair play to them it's brilliant
1: it sure is and um, in recent years um, you know like Greyhound Racing Ireland they've put a lot of work into um, podcasts and you know Talking Oaks Talking C- Cook Holland Talking Dogs TV there's a lot of work um, going on you know behind the scenes to promote Greyhound Racing and it's probably something we struggled um, to do for years and I know you have your own you make your own p- input as well as many um, Greyhound supporters all over the country posting you know lovely pictures and stuff like that on social media which is very very important because the power of social media these days i think is you know unbelievable it
0: is yeah like all your podcasts i've listened to on the way to work and you know my my journey to work 45 minutes and it's great to just stick on one of them have a listen and the the amount of little things that you pick up from from uh, these other trainers is unbelievable you know some little thing you just might pick up a little nugget of something along the way and you say i might try that and it definitely helps um yeah, without a shadow of a doubt, it, it, it's, it's superb for the sport
1: It sure is, and you know, as I said there in terms of social media, um, people are not afraid to put up their lovely pictures of their young greyhounds and young family members involved as well and you know, it comes across, comes across so good on, on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram and all them, you know, social media platforms it
0: does, and I think it's so important for the game for to show the life of a greyhound from you know birth to retirement and 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 the family life and 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 how much is how much work that goes into you know keeping them right and making sure that they're they're safe and uh and bringing them through all their stages of schooling and and racing and rearing and all that It's very important for people who wouldn't be involved in the sport to see because there's too much uh you know, there's too much rubbish written and said on some of these pages. So we have to, we have to show our side of it.
1: And uh, like a, a good picture of a, uh, you know, a greyhound with maybe a young family member, or family member, or family people around. You know, that that's as good as a thousand words.
0: It absolutely is, and none of that is staged. It's, uh, this is everyday everyday life for us. It's, you know, we were up early in the morning, and we we're out with the pups, and we like the pups get fed three times a day. The dogs are walked, you know, before we go to work. When we come home from work, um, they've access to runs all day. access to clean water all day. So you know, they have a, they have a superb life here. You know,
1: brilliant stuff all together. And just, I suppose, maybe give us a bit of insight onto uh, Paul. If 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 you're breeding a bitch, the the process of maybe uh, picking out a stud dog. Uh, what what way do you look at that?
0: Um we always try to breed again most of what i've learned has come through my father-in-law jack finn and i I, i've taken kind of a lot of what he believes as my beliefs and maybe that's not right or maybe it is but he's had a lot of success himself so i'm going to follow down that road and 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 hopefully you know have the same type of success but um we generally try to breed to the the best dog we can that suits the bitch um we also like to breed to a stud dog that comes from a good litter as opposed to kind of a freak stud dog that just you know he he he's an unbelievable dog, but he didn't really he doesn't have much back breeding, so like we always try to pick that type of 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 a dog and then if a if a bitch has you know uh, if she if she's a staying bitch, we'll try to add a little bit of early into the into the line or vice versa if she's a, an early pace bitch we'll try and add a little bit of stamina into the line. Um, and it's always trying to find that, that you know that exact science but as you know yourself a lot of it is is guesswork you
1: know yeah I know you need a bit of luck too um, just in terms of the the warm weather Paul I know from speaking to you previously you've been adjusting to that and you've been doing um, a bit of galloping at a, a very early hour in the morning which um, is a, a huge help to the dogs no doubt
0: yeah we we, we we galloped we were big believers in galloping we galloped the dogs three times a week and was um, obviously with the, with the warm weather, you can't be galloping at you know any time. We we were up a quarter to six uh, on Tuesday morning, and we went galloping, and it was lovely. It was was it was actually quite cool, and we're back in the house at eight o'clock, and dogs back on their benches and fed, and so on. Yeah, so we have to get up very early now if we want to get the dogs galloped. We also do a little bit of swimming at the pool here, actually in the in the kennels, so. If, if it's very very warm and we can't get away early we'll we'll get them a three and a half minute four minute swim just to keep them ticking along but most of the race dogs would be fairly fit now at this stage so they don't need a huge amount of um, of extra work you know
1: yeah and in terms of swimming Paul that's becoming uh, you know a very popular thing now within um, greyhound racing trainers and stuff like that in recent times do you think it's uh, very beneficial I think it's
0: great when you have a dog that's fit um, to be able to swim it to keep it at the, at the level I don't think it'll ever get a dog's fit I think you can't beat anything you can't beat galloping to get a dog's fit to be honest with you uh, and racing but I think it's it's very 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 good for a dog coming back from injury and you just want to bring him back slowly and and um, and safely I think it's very good for, for um, building up muscle yeah definitely
1: Very good and in terms of um, Tip Top Taylor obviously um, that was a, a top class performance on, on, on Saturday night will you, will you be tempted to take your chance in the upcoming Irish Greyhound derby with her?
0: Absolutely yeah I, I just you know my, my my plan with Tip Top Taylor from the minute I bought her was to buy her as a brew bitch um, because the line is superb as you you, know, you probably see from social media yourself she's very well bred and Richard Branigan He's done a great job on, on that line um, so if she breaks in the season in the morning she'll be bred uh, and that's the plan with her but if she doesn't I definitely will will, will enter in the derby um, and take her chance and see how she goes because like I said I think Saturday night's run at 29.82 for the 5.50 it's probably 30-40 spots uh, off what she needs to be doing to be you know to, to be competitive in the derby but She's progressive and she's, I think Saturday night was a little bit sticky so you might you might knock 20 spots off that on, on a real good
1: night in Shelburne. Without a doubt and I suppose for, for going forward if you were going selling pups like that, you know, competing in the Irish Ground Derby, maybe going around or two and, you know, she went a couple of rounds in the Oaks, that can really, you know, help her going forward
0: it can and she's a lovely card now she's ran 19 times and she's won 5 and she was second 7 and um, she's won five, 550 five and 575 and she's just broken into the AA 0 bracket so her card is superb for breeding, for and that's what we we like to see you know
1: brilliant stuff and and before we finish up what kind of a state do you think the, um, the the whole racing game is in at the moment obviously look we've faced some tough challenges in, in, in the recent year year and a half with the whole Covid scenario but look we're slowly getting um, crowds back to the track
0: It is yeah it is I, I actually think the game is in a, a much better position than probably a lot of people think like to be able to go up to Shelburne Park on a Saturday night and compete in a, in a in a race for six hundred euro, it's very, very, very good, decent prize money. Um, I know you're not going to get that on all the tracks around the country, and we need the smaller tracks to promote these these good dogs. Uh, the likes of our own track there, and in um, and your, you know, Yall and, and Clonmel, and so on. The, the smaller tracks do need. Um, I think they definitely need more funding. Our own track at the moment is um, is after introducing uh, membership. Membership um, thing where you pay a hundred euro uh, into into the pot. So we're we're trying to just get some money together for the track, just to you know make some improvements because we don't get the same grants that other tracks do. So um, that's if anybody wants to donate, you can contact Bridget at. Uh, at Iniskilty Track, and she's doing a superb job as manager down there.
1: Very good, and I suppose just before we finish up on that topic, I suppose there is a lot of stuff um, that that tracks like that um, can do, and it's important that they do that. We've seen that in in y'all here. We've done, I suppose, Trojan work over the last year or two. But you know, Gorky obviously stepping up to the mark now, and other smaller maybe tracks. It, it's something and an approach that they they need to take because um, you know you have to work hard now to to keep your track uh, successful.
0: You do, and you know, you look at the, you know, the recent success of Thorn Falcon in the English Derby. There, and he coming straight out of Enniscorti off a of one run. You know, I think he done twenty eight ninety two in his first race and was bought out of Enniscorti, And without these tracks, you're not going to see the likes of these greyhounds emerging as quick. You know, um, and you definitely need to have the the tracks like Enniscorti and Yall and Clomel and, and and all those type of tracks um, to to have the success of, the, of these good dogs.
1: Without a doubt, and Paul will finish up maybe asking you yeah, your your hopes for the future going forward. You sound like an ambitious man and you're trying to breed the best of the best, so I'm so you I'm sure you have, you know, big dreams.
0: Yeah. Look, we, we, we never don't we don't ever want to get carried away with the breeding because you know, you you have to be able to do the pups right I and mean, if you have three or four litters on the ground at the same time, they're not going to be done right. So we're gonna keep the numbers to you know to 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 what we, we, we know we can manage, but always try and breed three to the best um, we'll have Taylor there as a brew bitch when she finishes up racing with Valley Dial Flush ready she's actually in PUP at the moment to, to good news and um, we have um, I have another brew bitch coming I won't say who she is but she's coming in a week or so Um, just finalising the deal with her um, but she's a superb bitch who won a lot over in the UK so yeah going forward with a lot of good plans made
1: very good, Paul. well look, it's always um great to speak to a, a passionate greyhound dam um, supporter on this podcast, and now uh, you certainly uh, fitted that bill, and it was great to speak to you um on this week's podcast. Congratulations on on your recent success, and wishing you a continued success in the world of greyhound racing. And uh, hopefully, we might catch up again another time.
0: Brilliant, Barry. Thanks very much for having me on. Talking dogs on Thursday with Barry Trade. For all the latest greyhound racing news,
1: check out grisland.ie forward slash talking dogs.